going on, everybody out there? Simba Ali. We are back. I told you guys. Every light, it's like clockwork, ain't it? I know you guys probably thought this nigga ain't gonna keep it up. Yes. Yes, I am. Every Monday at least. I'm actually thinking about doing it more often. Like so often throughout the week, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I might just start doing like short little clips. You know what I mean? Short little podcast episodes. Cause certain things happen and I hate having to wait all the way to the to today. Um, what's going on, everybody? We got content podcast. You know what? Thank you guys for joining us. We about to talk that shit. I'm your host, Simba Ali. Um, if you want to get you some of these Savoir Fairs, make sure I'll put the link in the link tree. Um, inbox me. <clears throat> a lot of the new uh new uh supporters of the show have been getting them and taking pictures and sending them to me. I appreciate that. Y'all taking pictures in your Savoir Fairs. You feel me? Uh, what a week, guys. Right, what a week. Uh, Shouts out to everybody out there that rocks with We Got Content, the new listeners, the new subscribers. Uh, make sure you click the link in the bio. That will get you to all the content that we got going on, the new shows, and um, some of the other things that you might not be aware <clears throat> that I'm doing. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? Thank you for spending time with me. Time is important, and the fact that you cho- chose to spend it with a motherfucker like me I'm going to make sure I entertain you, edutain you, actually. Not just entertain. I'm not an entertainer. No, I'm an edutainer. Yeah, I don't just entertain. I educate and entertain. That's what I do. Simba Ali. Uh, what's going on? Oh, let me uh, update the people out there. Probably want to know what's been going on in, in the Ali household. Um, we lost our cat. Yeah, yeah. Our cat, Jorge. If you guys been listening to the show, then you know that I have a cat. That's really an outside, wild, fucking lion, okay? I have one of those cats that all he did was pretty much sleep inside. That's all he did. He didn't didn't hang with us too much. He slept here, and then we'd have to open that door, and he wanted to go out into the world. Well, um, we lost him um, this past week, actually. Um, Actually, it was the Monday. Yeah, it was that Monday, uh, last Monday. So our family's been very, very melancholy. This household has been very, very melancholy. We've been down. You know, we haven't been our jovial selves. We've been crying out of the blue. Now, now me personally, I didn't know. I hated this fucking cat. I, I'm going to keep it a bean. This is the North. You know, this is We Got Content. I'm sorry. We got <laughs> I swear people are going to stop doing that. That's what happens when you got too much shit going on. You're going left and right, left and right. Yeah, but on We Got Content, I'm going to keep it a hunt. I'm going to keep it a bean. I fucking hated this cat for so long. I thought I did. I thought I hated the cat. I didn't know that I loved this motherfucking cat, right? It had personality. This cat, Jorge, had more personality than I've seen in a person. I've seen people with less personality than Jorge, right? So <clears throat> he's been, he just, he's just, a, he's a shit starter. Like, he's not the kind of cat that we can just let around in the house. He wasn't the kind of cat that we can let walk around while we sleep. When we go to sleep, we have to put Jorge downstairs because he'll rip, he'll claw, he'll meow, he'll attack, he'll bother us until we let him out. <clears throat> and then we don't like to let him out at night because he kills so much shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like every morning, this motherfucker got a bat, this motherfucker got birds, this motherfucker got groundhogs and beavers and badgers and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every morning I wake up, it's a dead animal waiting for me. And it'd be stinking and shit. So I'm like, yo, we can't let Jorge out at night. So he call, he would cause terror all day night you know what i mean so had to lock him up downstairs and then first thing in the morning 
We cracked that door and soup. He shoot right outside. He's outside. He was an outside cat. He did not want to spend any of his time inside. And so he was very, very, um, what's the word? He's a, he was a habitual line stepper. That's what Jorge was. He liked to test. You know, he would constantly test. Um, he would constantly fuck with you. He had his own little special relationship with my son. They would chase each other around the house. He wouldn't chase me. He had his own special relationship with my wife. He would wait for her and they would do things. He never waited for me. But me and him did have our own relationship where he knew I was the one that was going to be yelling at him. Right. So he would do certain things to test me like, oh, you can't kick my ass. I'll fuck you up. You know? So like I would be drinking my water and I'll put the cap. I'll, I'll take the cap off my water and put it on the table. This motherfucker will just come up, look me in my eye and fucking swipe the <laughs> swipe the top, swipe my water top onto the ground. I'm like, hey. Motherfucker, he'll just look at you like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shit like that would kind of piss me off. But then it would kind of, you know me, I'm a shit starter. I'm a habitual line stepper. So it's hard for you to have a personality and then not, not recognize it and like it in something else. So as much as Jorge would piss me off with his fucking attitude, I loved it. A piece of me loved it. Like, what kind of cat has this much shit starting abilities, right? So like I said, I thought that I didn't like him. <clears throat> until it came time that he wasn't around. We lost him Monday. Wildlife, you know, like I said, Tupac. He liked Tupac. You know what I'm saying? We knew when people met Tupac, they was probably like, oh, yeah, nigga, you ain't going to make it to be an old guy. <laughs> yeah, you're just too fast. You're living too fast. We thought that about Mike Tyson. How the fuck is Mike Tyson still walking around? Some, 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 some stars burn so bright where you just got to enjoy them when you have them. And that was Jorge. <clears throat> he was a star that just burned so bright. We just wanted to enjoy him while we had, while we had him. And I didn't know it bothered me. The second that we lost him, we had to bring him. He ended up getting uh, hit by a car. So we had to bring him into the vet. Um, we had to put him down. I think that was when I recognized that Jorge kind of meant something to me because I wasn't able to go into the room with my wife. And I think that's when I kind of realized, like, man, this shit hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I thought that, uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I can't, man. So... Yeah, it's just been a very, very melancholy time in the Ali household. Um, and like I said, I didn't realize that I love this fucking cat that much. I'm at work. I'm doing different things. I hear songs and I start crying and shit. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? I'm crying over a fucking cat. So, yes, yes, you know. But he's up there in that fucking farm in the sky, though. That's one thing that I do know. Now he's up there running around. He ain't got to worry about me yelling at him. He can eat all the tuna fish he wants. He can jump on the counters. God don't care about that kind of shit. That's human care. Yeah, God don't care about all that shit I was caring about. So Jorge can do whatever the fuck he wants up there. He's free. Ain't got to worry about no, ain't no cars up in heaven. You got to walk everywhere you go. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's heaven. Ain't no cars in heaven. You got to walk everywhere. So Jorge is free to just run and run and run. Can't know if you can't catch him, can't fuck with him. So yeah, but we're definitely missing him. We're somber around this motherfucker. We keep running into each other, looking at each other, and we just start mm, crying. Oh, you know? And he used to do little shit, like he would scratch, little shit. I would, I would pull the curtains up, and this motherfucker would come running. It didn't matter what he was doing. If I pulled them, them blinds up, this motherfucker would jump on the ledge and shit and like basically like act like he owns the fucking window. You know what I'm saying? Like, I own the window, motherfucker. No, get your stupid ass off the window. Shit like that I used to get mad at. Now I miss it. Now when I open the blinds, I'm like waiting for my partner to jump up there and say, I run this shit, and he ain't there, and I miss him. So this is a special Jorge episode. Um, Jorge, we missing you, man. Um, we'll meet up again um, when we get up there. 
God, this, that was that's tough, man. Losing pets is tough. And my son took it very, like my son and him and my son had a special relationship. So my son took it very tough. And that made it tough for me, for me to see him, you know, go through that. And then now I got to go through that. And then my wife, I mean, when I see anytime the people you love feel true pain, like true hurt, it bothers you. So I had, a, I had that feeling. And then I had the fact that, man, I really missed this motherfucker. That was my partner. Shit starting crazy motherfucker. But he was an outdoor cat. He wasn't even a, he wasn't even an outdoor cat. He was a wild cat. He was a wild cat that from time to time would stay his black ass in our house. That's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jorge, yeah, he was out there. He was crazy, man. So and that's one thing that I, I have solace in. I find peace in the fact that knowing that he lived how he wanted to live. Balls to the wall. Yeah. Only thing that we could have did is keep him inside, and that's torture. You ever see a an animal in the zoo, when you walk by the zoo, how the animal looks like, man, I want to just run around and I can't, they won't let me out. That's how Jorge would look at you. He would look at you like, man, I, I don't want to be inside. I just let me out. So we let him out. Yeah. And he, and he lived by the sword, died by the sword. Jorge ain't tripping about that shit. You know how many motherfuckers I had to kill? I ain't tripping. You know what I mean? But we are, we miss you, Jorge. We fucking miss you, Jorge. All right, what's going on in the world out there? Simba Ali, we got content podcast. Let's get into this shit, okay? That's we got yeah. <laughs> Charleston White and T.I. versus... Oh, hold on. Charleston White versus T.I. and Boosie. God damn, what is going on out there? T.I. and Boosie linked up? These niggas is best friends and shit now? <laughs> Ain't that shit funny, man? This nigga T.I., these niggas is best friends and at each other's ranches and shit. I'm telling you, it'd be crazy. This nigga... It's funny to me. This is one of the things that's funny to me. One, I'm surprised at how many Minnesota people are fans of Charleston White that hate me and have been hating on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad that I can just watch. I see, I can watch my niggas page. I can see DJ Academics. I can see Adam, No Jumper. And I'm just like, damn, I'm seeing a lot of homeboys from Street Kings that was talking bad. <laughs> seeing a lot of my homeboys from music that was talking bad about me. I'm seeing a lot of homeboys from... The old West Bank neighborhood, they talking bad about me. I'm, all you niggas is over here on his page laughing and commenting, talking about that's right, he's speaking truth, or whatever. Whatever you're doing, you're over here engaging in, in Charleston White. But you guys acted like I was just so bad for what I was doing. And Charleston White's like, that motherfucker be talking crazy, nigga. I'm not getting nobody locked up in jail, nigga. This nigga's getting niggas locked up. And you still see a lot of my homeboys. Yeah, a lot of my homeboys that was in that Street King van. You know that, that SK van? A lot of them niggas are fans of Charleston White and hate me because I was doing it first. Yeah, I was doing it first. They couldn't accept it with me. Now they like Charleston White because he's famous. They wouldn't like Charleston either if he wasn't famous. Yeah, if Charleston was still just recording his car ranting, they would just in negative energy. He's hating. But now because he's on a big platform... This shit always happens and it pisses me off. I hate this shit. It makes me wonder why I even record. Why even record the visuals if you're going to knock me off? Oh, I hate that so much. We have I don't even understand this, man. It, it pisses me off. And it makes me wonder, like, what? So I can't? I can only record so much visually? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Sorry, guys. We're just getting a little bit through off here. I'm going to see if I can get another recording going, if it's going to let me go. Operation stopped. No, it's not going to let me record the visuals. I got to see what is going on with this. Why will it not let me record the visual? That bothers me. Especially since I look so fucking good. Like me uploading episodes with just audio. Sure, I have a great voice. I have a great late night radio voice. 
But God damn, I want you guys to see the visuals too. I want everybody to see the total package of what I'm offering. And I can't do it because it doesn't want to. Well, so what does that mean? I don't understand what that what that means. Does it say that I don't have enough money? I'm sorry, I'm getting getting a lot. Here, let's get back on uh, on track, Charleston White. Oh, that bothers me so much though. It really does. All right, guys. So yeah, back to Charleston White. Yeah, just uh, how many niggas out there is fans of Charleston White hating on me? That's the, that's a funny thing. I get to see all I get to see all of my people from music, the old neighborhood. I even see my family members. I'm even seeing people with the last my same last names over there talking about right on. He's talking nigga, but then they in my bay last year. This nigga is detached and he don't know what he's talking nigga. That's why I'm just saying. Y'all just want to suck a famous dick. That's all. Why don't y'all want to suck on my dick? Y'all just want to suck a famous dick. I'm not famous enough for y'all. That's what I'm learning about a lot of Minnesota people. Yeah, it's not that they have any morals. They don't have any standards. They don't have anything. If they did, we'd be moving. People would be doing better. They're low-life cockroaches like everybody else, but they do want to suck a famous dick. That's what they want to do. Famous dick. It doesn't matter. I thought like, oh, I'm saying this about George Floyd. They didn't like it. I said this about Black Lives Matter. They didn't like it. But then these niggas is over here on Charleston White's page, and this nigga be talking about, he says the same thing, fuck Black Lives Matter, fuck George Floyd. Only difference is he sprinkles a little bit, he sprinkles a little bit of I rape white women on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, oh, you Minnesota niggas is fucking with that? I ain't never said I rape no goddamn white woman. I'm just all here speaking from the heart. This nigga Charleston White like, I rape white bitches. I'm, what? <laughs> Still? There go all my Minnesota niggas, Street King. There go the Street King niggas. There go the West Bank niggas. There go my family members. There go all the people that I be wanting. What's going on? Yeah, be on Charleston White's page. Right on. Yeah, he says the same thing I do about George Floyd. He's a Trump supporter like me. Only difference is he sprinkles a little bit of fucking, I'm locking niggas up, nigga. I'm locking niggas <laughs> yeah, Charleston White sprinkles a little bit. I'm calling the feds on you niggas and then, um, nigga, that nigga just, did you guys see him in West Dallas when the niggas tried to press him in West Dallas? This nigga had the police on speed dial, nigga. Charleston had the police on fucking speed dial, nigga. Them niggas showed up. Hey, that nigga got a gun. Lock his ass up. Char- and, and I'll be like, damn, nigga. That's wild, man. He makes me happy. He makes me proud to know that somebody else is out there doing God's work. You know what I mean? I can't do all God's work. I need somebody else out there to help me. Now, he's turning it up to a level. Like I said, I won't go. I can't go. I can't lock niggas up now. I, and it, I, sometimes I wonder, am I fucked up for not pushing hard enough? So, you know, sometimes you'd be wondering, like, damn, am I getting too soft? Yeah, I mean, am I getting too soft? Do I need to be locking niggas up too? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but that's just a funny thing to me that I see so many people. And now to the point now where my family, my family, my friends, and people that I know, they're like reposting his stuff on their page. Ooh, Charleston said this. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, the old CW, yeah, T.I. and Boosie out there. T.I., stop, man. You're a fucking horrible dad, okay? There's, we can say we can honestly say certain things, man. You're a horrible fucking father, okay? I don't know how much money you give them, and I don't know how much money they, their futures are set up. And I can't say horrible because, like I said, you might have set these niggas up financially for the rest of their life. So I can't say you're a horrible father. You're not a very good um, role model and guider, though. Yeah, when your son is out here holding guns, and why? That's the question. It'd be different if King was um, brought up in the hood. You know, if King was brought up in the hood and, you know, but he wasn't. He was lived a privileged lifestyle. So what is the relationship with you and King where he feels that he can and he needs to go in that direction? But it's clear. It's the fact that his father is one of the biggest voices in trap music and gangsterism. 
and pimping and all the negative aspects and um, practices that have to do with the black community. So he's looking at his father with hypocritical eyes. Shut the fuck up, dad. Don't you ever, you out here marching and acting like you give a fuck. He sees what his dad really does. He sees the bitches that come through. He, see, he sees what dad really does. So when dad tries to put on this public persona for us, shut up, dad. That, that's what I can tell you. When you see King acting out the way that he does, he's screaming at his father and his parents saying, you guys can't say anything to me. That's what, if, and that's not just King, that's any child. When a child starts misbehaving outwardly, looking their parents in the eyes, doing things like, so what? Like, wait a second. Well, what they're saying, what the child is saying to the parent is, I know that in the public eye, this makes you look bad. But when behind the public eye, you've been making me feel bad. You haven't been a good parent to me. So I'm going to embarrass you in the public eye because in the private eye, you haven't been a good parent to me. That's all it is. It's simple. One, two, three. No child with love, adoration, respect, idolization, compassion for their parent would engage the way that King is. Knowing how it's going to spill back on his father. Never mind me. I'm saying my dad is T.I. Every time I start doing this shit, they're saying T.I.'s son's out here looking crazy. Why do I not care about that reflecting on my father? Because me and him ain't tight. If me and him was tight and that was my partner, I would be. That doesn't mean that King ain't going to be a young kid. And that's what I want people to be understand too. He's a fucking, he's a kid. So He's going to make mistakes. He's going to be wild. I'm just saying this, like brandishing a gun at McDonald's and all this crazy kind of shit. Like, bro, come on. Yeah, he's young. He's king. He's going to get caught with some bitches. He's going to get caught smoking weed. He's going to do the young shit. And that's the thing, T.I., when T.I. is like, y'all, stop fucking with my child. I agree with you there, T.I. Like the child shit, like, fam, come on. He's just a kid. He's going to drink. He's going to fuck with bitches. He's going he's gonna to be a kid. But when you see him start brandishing guns and doing the things where it's like whoa bro what the fuck is wrong with you yeah i'll kill everybody i'm gonna and when you see him start like whoa king calm down that's when you know that it's not just your average rebellious teenager it's something more because you have to be aware about how this is going to fall back on your parents so you have to care about them if you don't care about them then fuck you and that's the look when i see king he has this like fuck you Who's gonna say something to me? Like when Takashi Six Nine says nigga, or when Latinos say nigga, should we keep it? Let's keep it. Let's keep it right in pocket. Uh, Latinos want to know: Can they say the word nigga, and why are Latinos and blacks so separated? I was in a um, clubhouse room. I'll never go to fucking clubhouse again. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'll never go in clubhouse again unless it's on this segment, man. God damn, the black woman, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna be very careful. But the black woman has. Her voice has been weaponized. It's to the point where just a black woman's voice. Hey, let me talk. Like, okay, wait a second. I, it's tough for me. It's very, very tough for me to go in clubhouse because there's good conversations and all of a sudden some sister will come in and everybody feels like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Let, what did they say? Let her plane, let her land her plane. No, I'm not letting this stupid bitch land the plane. All right, we got this stupid bitch land a plane she can't fly the plane we're gonna crash we're gonna die 
I'm so tired of going on these apps where black people think they're talking intelligently. They're not talking about a goddamn thing. Yeah, they had a whole room dedicated to trying to figure out why are Latinos and blacks so disconnected. Damn, everything is shutting down today. That's right. We'll, we'll keep it going. We got the good audio, though. Last week's audio was horrible. I didn't have the, the right setup, but now you guys see I'm coming through good. Anyway, back. Um, <clears throat> they were having a great conversation about why Latinos... Can Latinos say the N-word? Can they say nigga? Um, why is there a disconnect between Latin culture and black culture? Why are Latins more clingy to, the, to their Spanish heritage and less representative or less representing their Afro side? They seem to only want to represent the Afro side if it kind of fits the narrative of hip-hop and getting cool and that kind of shit being cool. But as far as outwardly representing... Latinos, they represent their Latin culture. They represent their Spanish culture and their black shit. They keep hidden until a hip hop song comes on. <laughs> but it was a good subject. And they were having a little dialogue. I think Wack 100 was in there. So I jumped in the room and I tried to enlighten people. And then you got a bunch of stupid, dumb niggas. The monkeys. That's why I say, ee, 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 I can't go in there. Shut up. Let me educate y'all about something. We pick cotton down south in Mississippi. They say this shit. I'm like, Nobody has said anything that people don't know or nobody is, say, is saying anything that when you say it, people will be like, wow, I might not have known that. Everything that you guys are talking about, man, what you got to understand is white people, they got they crammed us on the bottom of boats and they brought us to. Do you know there's more black people in Brazil than anywhere on the planet embarked? Did you know that if you go to Puerto Rico embarked, they start saying I'm like black woman. You're just trying to sound smart. You, you sound overly educated. You sound educated past the level of your intelligence. You're just spouting out random statistics in order to seem like you know things. And when these stupid, dumb bitches start doing this shit, the whole room starts saying, mm, speak, queen. Ooh, she is killing it. No, this dumb, dumb bitch has a high school education. She has a fucking high school education. She just told the whole fucking room, Something that everybody already knew. And that anybody in this room, if you guys didn't know that what she just said, and all she basically said is that there's more black people in Brazil than anywhere. If you didn't know that, then you're a fucking idiot. And you need to be studying. Why are you in this room talking? You shouldn't even be talking. You should be listening. So, yeah, I tried to go in and give light and try to educate these stupid monkeys. And I realized, don't feed the fucking monkeys. I will never again go in the clubhouse trying to feed the fucking monkeys never again if i go in clubhouse it'll be on this app we got content where i can stop pull back and i can talk freely because these motherfuckers they they tried to keep my mic they wanted to keep my um microphone silent because i was dropping bombs so they're like no don't let him talk let the black woman talk tell us again about um how slavery happened in south carolina you dumb bitch you dumb bitch and you dumb fucking mexican guy you're stupid. You're not helping now. You got a great platform here. You got all these people and we could really have a good conversation that would show things. But you guys are just more um, interested in intellectual masturbation, jacking each other's intellectual. I'm smarter. Did you know it was 12 embarked? I knew it was 15 embarked. Did you know Christopher Columbus? Did you know who gives a fuck about that? Why are we trying to see who's smarter? You guys are all stupid. So basically, since I got people on the podcast let me explain the separation between what is called latin america spanish america and black america okay the latin 
Latin comes from Latin, comes from Spain. That's where that word comes from. When you hear Latin, the root of Latin is, or the root of Latino is Latin. Latin comes from Spain. Okay? So that's in Europe. So it's so funny to me to, you have Mexicans and Latinos and Dominicans and whoever on this side of the hemisphere who in their brain, they think that that language and culture is indigenous to this side. That's what they think. They think that their Mexican ancestors three, four, five hundred years ago were speaking Spanish. No, no. And that's the biggest disconnection or one of the biggest disconnections. There's a lot. Right. So you have a group of people that really do not exist. There's only three types of people on planet Earth, according to science. Mongoloids, Caucasoids, and Negroids. Caucasoids, white. Mongoloids, Asian. Negroids, everything else. Negroids, everything else. If you're not a Caucasoid and you don't fall under the Mongoloid, then you fall under the Negroid. Now, Negroid casts such a big blanket and you can speak Spanish under Negroid. You can speak American under Negroid, you can speak English under Negroid, you can speak German under Negroid, you can speak Russian under Negroid, you can speak Mongolian under Negroid, you can speak Caucasoid under Negroid. Why? Because Negroid was the first. Before there was Mongoloid, before there was Caucasoid, there was only Negroid. Do you guys get that on planet Earth before there was Mongoloid or Caucasoid? This planet was filled with just Negroid. So whatever created Caucasoid, whatever Negroid faction created Caucasoid has its roots in Negroid. So whatever language they speak, whatever culture, whatever comes out of that Caucasoid, its root is going to be in Negroid. Same thing with Mongolian. So if you find a Negroid that speaks a Mongolian language or you find a Negroid that speaks or has a Mongolian culture, that doesn't mean that uh, the Mongolians taught that to the Negroid. It's the other way around. The Negroid taught it to this new Mongolian people, and now they are practicing the new culture, but it originated in Negroid. So if you see a Negroid speaking Spanish, don't think he's Latin. He's not... Latino, he's not Spanish. He's a Negroid who's speaking a language that's Spanish, that he started, he originated it. Do you guys get it? So Mexican doesn't exist. There's a bunch of people on planet Earth who don't really exist. They're masquerading under the flag of a false identity. I already told you guys, Native Americans don't exist. There's no such thing as a Native American unless you're talking about the aboriginal blacks that populated this side of the hemisphere first. That's it. If you're not talking about that, then you're not talking about a Native, a Native American. Well, what is that? Then what are they? They're Mongolians. See how easy it is? Look at their uh, phenotypes, their facial features. Look at their culture. They're Mongolians. So again, you got Native Americans don't exist. You got people, a Native American that doesn't exist. Unless you're talking about an aboriginal black person that was here before anybody else. 
That's the only way you can be native here. You're not native here. This isn't where you originated at. And the same thing goes with um, the Mexican culture. You have a whole culture who call themselves Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and Latin. That's just the made up. What happened is the conquistadors that came over, Caucasoids, right? There's only three. The Caucasoids that came over on boats met up with the Negroids, the aboriginal Negroids on this side of the Americas. They had sex with them because they look good, the women. Big, big tit. Look at these big, they're running around naked. So the Caucasoids amalgamated and had sex with the Negroids on this side of the hemisphere, the Olmecs. They, were, they would be called Olmecs, Mayans, Folsom people. They amalgamated with those Negroids and created a culture called Mexican, Latin, Spanish, Dominican, Puerto Rican, all of this Cuba. They, 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 this was made from the Negroids that were here amalgamating with the new coming Caucasoids. And they created a culture that is called Mexican, Latino, and all of that stuff. But that was never here. That was never a thing before. It got made when the Caucasoids came in, into contact with the Aboriginal people of the Americas. Do you guys get it? And they brought their language, Spanish, which is the only language they can speak. So they brought their language to, to here and taught it to the Aboriginals. Same reason why I speak English. The reason why I don't speak African or some indigenous language is because my ancestors were taught English harshly, okay, under very bad circumstances. In years and years, this has become my language. But I can't be dumb enough and think that I'm English. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not English. I speak English. That's what I speak. But I'm not an English person. Look at me. You can tell I'm not. So that's the same reality that Latinos need to come to. The Latino, and there are some that kind of do side more with the white because they look at their black, you know, cousins and they're like, well, my hair doesn't kink up like that. My skin isn't dark like that. I don't have your Negroid features. When I look in the mirror, I actually have more Caucasoid features. I have a skinny nose. I have hair. I, I, I identify more with the Caucasoid. And that's fine. You have the right to identify with who the fuck you want to identify with. What I don't like is when the ones who are white and come from that conquistador bloodline try to come and masquerade and they want to say nigga. They want to be black because it's cool. That's my biggest problem. I don't have any problem with people from the Latin community who say, man, I want to connect with my Afrocentric side. That's beautiful. What I do have a problem with is you just wanting to connect with it because hip-hop is big and you only wanting to connect with the hip-hop aspect of it. Do you care about our communities? Do you care about our obstacles? Do you care about our plights and our fights? Or do you just want to connect to this black thing so you can say, nigga? That's it? Mexican boy and Latin girl? So you're not concerned about the politics or what's going on in our communities and our people. You just want to connect with black so you can say nigga on a rap song and not have to be questioned like the white people. That's it. And they're telling you that. Look at it. Listen to the conversations. Fat Joe, these Latin people, they're not talking about how can we work hand in hand with the black communities, right? What's going on? Why is there a disconnect? How can the Latin communities and black communities come together to bring power economically, politically? No. We just want to say nigga. 
Wow. How low down are you Spanish Latin motherfuckers? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it now. I'm getting a little bit mad. I hate you motherfucking Latin, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Dominican, any Spanish speaking motherfucker that just wants to connect with the nigga. That's it. Why can't we say nigga? Why can't you come in our communities and bring your politics and bring your money and bring your resources? You guys open up these businesses and the body, yo, you guys open up these businesses and you, you're such a separate race from us. But you just want to say nigga? That's what it's about. What if hip hop didn't exist? Yeah, let me ask that question to the Latin community. What if hip hop never existed? Would you still want to be so connected? If you knew that you'd be discriminated in your, your um, pursuit of housing. Yeah, if they said, hey, we don't, we don't sell the niggas. Yeah, if, if you knew that there was no hip-hop, but you had to suffer under what has been established as racism against black Americans, would you still want to be black? Would you still be saying, I want to be black. I want to be black. I want to be connected to you guys. Or would you, hey, let the mayates do their thing. Don't bring no mayate home. Yeah, don't know. Keep them niggas over there. That's how Mexicans act. Just like Asians, just like all races act towards us. They don't want to be with us. Nobody wants to be with the lower and the loser. We're the losers on planet Earth. The African American, the black American is the lowest, is the lowest loser on planet Earth. But we make the best music. <laughs> we make the coolest things. We can make cool. It's cool to walk like us. Oh, we, we're cool. We're cool than a motherfucker. But we're, we're, we're the lowest. We're losing. So nobody wants to hold hands with the losers. Nah, they just want to smoke a joint, you know, like crackheads. And say, yeah, let's smoke some weed together and let me go off and do my thing. You're not going to really try to help me in the condition. You just want somebody to smoke some weed. You just want to get high. You just want to do some evil stuff. I just want to say nigga. That's it. Well, if that's it, why not let white people say it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why? That's what I'm saying. Why give Latins and why give Asians some kind of coat? That white people don't get to wear. They're the same thing. Asians and Latinos are exactly the same as white people. There's no difference except the language. That's it. How they view black Americans is the same. Low, stupid, dumb. They like our entertainers when they get rich and famous. That's it. Oh, I love Eddie Murphy. Oh, man, I love LeBron James. Oh, I love Kevin Hart. I love Jay-Z. Yeah, they like our stars. They don't give a fuck about our communities, though, where those stars come from. And because we don't put pressure on them, too, in order to fuck with us. That's what I think. You can't just fuck with us. I think black people need to start being a little more racist towards Asians and Latinos. Where do you stand? Because from our viewpoint, you guys are mostly over there with the conquistadors, the conquerors. Rarely are you guys over here until a fucking hip-hop song comes on. That's the only time. Put a hip-hop song on, then motherfuckers want to start coming over here. Do I got it? Hey. Latin to people. We got don't get caught with your draws down to the Latin community out there. No, you can't say nigga, you fucking Mexican La Raza motherfuckers. You can't. You can't say nigga. Don't get caught with your draws down. Yeah. Come all the way over here with us. Bring your politics. Bring your money. Bring your fucking everything. Come fuck with us. Don't just fuck with us when the hip hop song comes on and you want to, yeah, can we dance with you? No. We know how to dance by ourselves. Don't get caught with your draws down. Hey. Don't get caught with your jaws down. <laughs> you guys are silly. Yeah, Latin community, don't get caught with your jaws down. Nah, you can't rock with us or stay the fuck away from us. What makes you different than white people? 
If we're going to let Latins and Chinese people say nigga, because that's all they're asking. Did you notice that's the only thing they care about? They didn't say, hey, how can we bring businesses and how can we take, how can we do something good together? We just want to say nigga. <laughs> no, I'll punch you in your fucking nose, Mexican. You say nigga in front of me, Mexican, I'm punching you in your nose. And I hope every black person punches Mexicans and Asians in their nose if they say nigga around them. Check the motherfuckers like you would check a white boy. They don't fuck with us. Put some pressure on them. Make them fuck with us. Anyways, let me get back to the story, though. I don't even think I broke down. Let me, let me break down why it doesn't happen. The reason why Latins and blacks really don't rock with each other is because the person that took over uh, La Eme, the Mexican mafia in the prisons, was a German Nazi. That's why. So you, you kind of see a difference. On the East Coast, Latins and Mexicans really rock with blacks. I'm going to keep it a being with you guys. On the East Coast, in like New York, the Mexicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Dominicans, they fuck with blacks. They live amongst each other. There's more of a, a cohabitat, cohabitualization. You know what I mean? In the East Coast. On the West Coast, though, because they're so much dumber and they have that gang separate philosophy just woven, that gang mentality has just been woven into everything on California soil, right? What it ended up happening was not only they... The people that um, promote Americana, right? Americana is, do you guys know what Americana is? Americana is what Americans do, how we walk, what we eat, how we talk, everything America, our gangs, our music, Americana, selling Americana. Well, the people that are in charge of selling and promoting Americana pick which ones they want to do. Oh, we don't want to fuck with these New York 5% esoteric guys right we want to get hip-hop moving more towards this gangster rap so we're going to start promoting that our movies our music our posters everything is going to be to promote the ideology of these black men on the west coast we're going to start funneling out this east coast five percent um multicultural blacks messing with latinos and puerto ricans and this whole co-habitualization that's going on in the east coast we're going to shut that out Let's pay more attention to the West Coast. They divide bloods and crips. See what I'm saying? Now we can separate. We got we want blacks to pick a side. So we got blacks separated all around the world. Now we're going to start pushing this gang music, this gang philosophy through music. We're going to spend the 90s and the early parts of 2000 pushing this gang philosophy through music. So now black people are trying to be bloods and crips rather than five percenters. If we would have pushed the East Coast, then they would have been 5% brothers and we got to fight the power. Fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's get these niggas banging on wax. All right, let's get these motherfuckers banging on wax. So now we already got that with them. But now over there in the, in the, in the, um, on the West Coast, they have a large Mexican community. And if we don't do something to split that up, then the Browns and the Blacks, they will come together. They're just naturally going to come together because they beat to the same drum internally. Right? So they found out that there was a beef going on in the prisons that what's called the uh, Northaniels or Nietes or whatever, the Northern Mexicans, they really fucked with blacks. They rocked with blacks. They were friends with blacks. And then um, there was the Mexican mafia, the Mexican mafia, La M.A., the Southern Mexicans. Now, if you want to know more about this, you can watch the movie Blood In, Blood Out and the movie American Me. Notice in the movie Blood In, Blood Out and American Me both have a white guy in it. Guys, following me, American Me and Blood In, Blood Out is a movie about Mexican gang culture with this white guy with a peg leg. Both movies have a white guy with a leg, right? That's true. 
it's not coincidence that they did two movies about a white guy with a peg leg. There really was a white guy with a peg leg who was friends with the leader of Lame. And if you see at the end of American Me, when they stab him up, they stab the guy, I think his name, who was the, the actor that played Almost? Ed, Edward Almost? They stab him up and then they throw him over the tier. Watch American Me. It'll let you know what happened and how the fight had to happen. And that's because for a while, the BGF and the Mexican Mafia were fighting. And then the leaders of the BGF, the Black Gorilla family, and the leaders of Leyeme met. And they said, fam, why are we fighting in here? We should be running the prison. We should be putting the same pressure on these white prisoners and these white guards and whoever's in this prison as they put on our people out in the real world. If blacks and browns came together, we could run the prison. We could literally run the prison. The fact that me, that the browns, the BGF, and the Lame, we keep fighting, that leaves room for the Aryan nation to wiggle and get power and work with different fractions. They're acting, how the fuck are the white Aryans in control of the drugs? We're going to take their drugs when they bring it in. Who the fuck do they get to bring drugs in and set the market? We're taking everything that white Aryans bring into the jails. Because there's more Mexicans and niggas. We're going to just, we're just going to do a stone cold takeover. That's what the leader of the uh, Leme was talking about. So, unfortunately, the guy who was supposed to be his friend, the white guy with the peg leg, was also a CIA informant. He was a CIA operative, not informant, sorry. He was a CIA operative. He was placed there. They placed him in that powerful position in order to be that close with the leader of Lamy. So he came back and told his, hey man, these Mexicans is talking about working with the blacks. So he's, so they put in the word, they put in the energy to get him assassinated, which worked. They end up killing him. And now the white guy with the peg leg took over. Well, he's a German Nazi. And so now he connects with who? The real Mexican, the real brown-skinned Mexican leader of La Eme was over there with the BGF about to connect with BGF. He gets killed, threw over a tear, and now the one who rises as the leader, the bald German, everybody called him a widow, white guy, he goes over and links with the, instead, he doesn't do what his homeboy did. Well, let me just go link with the black BGF. That's what he was going to do anyway. Nope, he goes to the opposite side and he links with the Aryan. So now you have an Aryan philosophy, which is embedded in racism, bleeding into the Mexican mafia philosophy. Fuck them black motherfuckers. Fuck them black motherfuckers. That bleeds into our philosophy. And now that comes out into the world through culture. You guys get it? They put it into our head. They put it into the Mexican's head philosophically. The German leader. Start saying, we don't fuck with blacks. Fuck them blacks. And it starts slow. Man, fuck blacks. Man, fuck them, them niggas. Fuck the mayates. Now that starts to become our culture. We don't even know why we do it. Just fuck them niggas. And now it's on. So that beef that started in the prison system between blacks and browns bled into the streets of California, which turned into a culture that was promoted through hip-hop and through movies. Subliminally. Right, They don't come out and say, blacks, Mexicans don't mess with each other. They just do movies and they do songs that kind of show that we don't. <laughs> okay, and the, and the leaders of both sides make sure that there's really never no cross-collateralization. There is no reaching over that shows, oh, hold on, Mexicans and blacks are really rocking with each other. No, 
Like I said, when hip-hop comes on, we dance. Once that record goes off, everybody goes back to their communities. Cypress Hill. Every, all these Mexicans that can't, they didn't really do the whole thing like, let's fix this problem. I see it. I know in my Mexican household, my cousins, my aunt, they're racist. And I'm like, how can we be racist? That's what I was telling my Asian partners. You guys know the racism that exists in your household that resembles white racism. Why not stand on the front line of that rather than worrying about if you can say nigga? See, that's what I think Cypress Hill fucked up. They, Cypress Hill starts saying nigga on records. They're the first Mexicans I remember. Nigga, they start saying nigga. I'm like, damn, these Mexicans are saying nigga on records. But they were more concerned with breaking that line than making sure that blacks and browns had, that we can say it and it's not any tension. Let's, let's heal the wounds before I jump out on the record and start saying nigga, took my chrome, nigga's its own. Well, now you're saying nigga in a record, but we don't rock with you. But now you're trying to play the, oh, we indigenous. We both get beat up by white people. I know we do. So why the fuck ain't y'all fucking with us in the prisons? I know we do. So why the fuck ain't we fucking with each other politically? I know we do. So why the fuck ain't we fucking with each other economically? Business. Why are we not fucking with each other? Why when this fucking rap song comes on, now we're together. When the rap song goes off, you go back to your barrio, and I go back to my ghetto. You go back to your side of the module in the shoe program. We go back over here to our module. It's fake. That's what I don't like. Make it real or just stay separate just like white people are. Stop trying to creep. I think that makes Mexicans and Latinos look weak that you try to keep creeping. And can we say, nigga, hey, we're all against the white man, right? No, we're not all against the white man. I'm against you. I'm not against the white man anymore. I'm against you. You're encroaching on my shit, you fucking savage pillager, pirate motherfucker. If you're going to fuck with me, fuck with me or get the fuck away from me, just like I'm telling him to do. You ain't special, Asian boy. and You ain't special, special Latin boy. You're just like the colonizers. I can smell colonizer on you. Fucking want it. Can I say nigga? No. Motherfucker, you can open up a goddamn roofing and you can open up a black and brown roofing fucking business. Sorry. Fucking let's do something good together. Let's stop going towards the negative. Da, 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 da. What's going on? Whack 100, man. Why is people still out here fucking with whack, man? Whack out here, man. Whackton said 21 Savage is a motherfucking rat bastard. Yeah, this nigga said this nigga's working with the ice program, nigga. I told you guys, leave that nigga alone. Y'all keep away. You keep fucking with whack at your own fucking risk. I tried to tell you guys in the last episode, stop. Stop fucking with whack. Niggas crazy. If you guys don't want to listen, you guys want to do it, you guys want to keep fucking around, so fuck it. Fuck with that nigga. Yeah, but he said uh, 21 Savage was, what he's saying, he's not saying he's an informant. 21 jumped on the Clubhouse app and said, I got a million dollars for anybody that can produce paperwork. Well, we're not calling you an informant. It's not what we're calling you, 21. We're saying that when you got caught with those guns, you signed yourself up for a ICE U program. And the stipulations of that ICE U program is that if we need you to cooperate with us, you must do it or you cannot be in this ICE program. And what Wack is saying is when you say you could have said, oh, fuck, no, nah, nigga, I ain't signing no shit like that. Nigga, send me back to Great Britain with the tea drinkers and all of that bullshit. That's what Wack said. Wax said when they came with the paperwork for the U program, you could have said, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going to sign that. Send me back across the pond. You didn't have to sign it. 
He said, you signed it because you're a rapper. You wanted to stay in America. You didn't want to give up the money. So you signed a letter that said, I will snitch. That's what Wack is saying. Wack is not saying you actually snitched on anybody, or you probably might have, but that's not what Wack is saying. He's saying you signed a paper that gives your uh, word that you will snitch. That's what Wack's saying. He didn't say, he said, sign this form and enter this program. Okay, I agree that if you guys call me to snitch, I'll do it. Now, did you? We don't know. That's what Wack's saying. I don't know if you did or not, nigga. They just said they got a rapper that's telling. Now, why I can say I can speculate now. Now I can speculate, but the facts is you signed into a program that says in order to be in this program, you got to be willing to tell. See what I'm saying? If you sign a paper that says in order to come in this party, you got to be ready to suck a dick. You want to come in this party? First person says they need their dick suck. You got to suck it. You can say, no, nah, man, I'm not going to that party. But if I see you in the party, then I know that you are willing to suck a dick or you have sucked a dick, okay? We have a party. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> know what I'm saying, nigga? Nigga, nigga was in a club one time. I'm going to tell you guys like this. A nigga was in a club one time, right? Went in the bathroom, and then he got robbed. Nigga, yep, nigga went to go pee in the bathroom, and the niggas ran up on him with the gun. Nigga, give up your shit, right? So the nigga went outside. The nigga... Nigga went out to claim, man, he ran to us, but man, I was just in the bathroom, man. I got fucking robbed. Nigga put a gun to my head, nigga, and said, nigga, nigga, if I don't give him everything, nigga, I'm dead. And his homeboy said, what happened? He said, I'm here, ain't I? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's not how I went. I told it wrong. He said, he said the nigga came and robbed him and said, nigga, give me everything and suck my dick. That's what he said. He said, take all your shit off, nigga, and suck my dick or I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. And the nigga went outside and said, nigga, nigga just put his gun to my head and told me, give him everything and suck his dick or he's going to kill me. <laughs> and his homie said, what'd you do? And the nigga said, nigga, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So clearly you sucked the dick. You don't have to say it, but clearly you're here. That's what 21 did, nigga. 21. You're still in America. You haven't went to court. You're not in jail. You're not deported. 20, young thugs in jail. Big Rico case in Atlanta. We're just saying we're saying, but we're not saying, okay? Come on. Le leave whack alone is the best is the lesson. What else is going on in the world? The Vikings fucking won. Good job, Vikings, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Vikings beat the fucking Miami Dolphins with their third string quarterback, nigga. Nigga, goddamn, nigga, nigga, Tunga Tua. I can't even say this nigga's name. Tunga Tua, Tua Tonga Valoa. He got his fucking bell rattled. Then the backup quarterback, we broke his thumb. And then old Teddy Bridgewater tried to come and do it. No, Teddy, you can't do it. Nigga, you couldn't do it when you was in Minnesota. You think we're going to let you beat us and you couldn't win for us, motherfucker? So now we kicked the Dolphins' ass. And, of course, we would kick the Dolphins' ass with their third-string quarterback. But anyways, good job, Vikings. Keep winning. Keep letting them roll. I, like I said, I'm not getting excited. I refuse to do it. My heart has been broken too many times. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Future and Cardi B facing Rico charges. Oh, shit. Well, when you got when you guys run on when you when the gang <laughs> that you're tied to is called homicide gang, that's let's change that name, guys. That that's your fault. I think that Future and Cardi B are paying a stupid tax for not telling their gang, hey, change that name. Why would you have a gang called homicide gang? You know what I'm saying? Like, why does it have to be homicide gang? That's just so telling of what it is that our business is. So yeah, Future and Cardi B are facing uh, possible RICO charges. For the acts of a gang that's called Homicide Gang that is tied to Future. 
Future takes pictures and Cardi B takes pictures and they're they're known to be hanging with reputable leaders of this homicide gang. Homicide gang. Why couldn't you guys call yourselves like the fucking flower gang or something? Why couldn't you call? <laughs> nigga, if I had some real hitters out here, nigga, they wouldn't be called the homicide gang, nigga. No, no, no. We're going to call ourselves the fucking floral people or something, nigga. The, something nice. Why do you got to tell what it is that we're doing? It's just silly. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, did you guys hear about this? Uh, the cost for repairing Hurricane Ian? Yeah, all the damage that happened in Florida from Hurricane Ian. It's going to take $50 billion. $50 billion. I said with a B. $50 billion is what it's estimated to clean up the damages from Hurricane Ian. And my only question is, who the fuck is getting that contract? <laughs> Yeah, who is getting that contract? Can you imagine if they called Simba? Hey, Simba, I'm the cleanup crew. I'm the person that puts everything together to clean up hurricanes. That's what I do. I clean up hurricanes. Simba Ali and We Got Content Podcast, that's my side hustle. My real hustle is I clean up hurricanes, and I get paid to clean up hurricanes. So whenever there's a natural disaster, they call me. They call me and the We Got Content Podcast. Hey, natural disaster, we need Simba to clean it up, and we got $50 billion for him. Man, do you know how often I would try to be making natural disasters happen? I'm just going to keep it a bean. I'm just going to keep it a bean. If there was any way how my brain works, if you're going to pay me $50 billion to clean up natural disasters, my immediate investment, my first $50 billion check that I cash, I'm spending probably about $40 billion of it trying to figure out, is there a button that I can hit to make natural disasters happen? <laughs> you know is there a button that can hit? I need more. I need a hurricane here. I need a tornado here. I need a fucking tsunami here. Earthquake here. Is there a button I can hit to fucking make a natural disaster? Because we can rack up this money, nigga. Yeah, them contracts. That's what I always ask. When wars happen, who pays? For That's how my brain works. Whenever we're, so, oh, we're about to go to war, America is going to go to war. I start thinking, well, who is getting the contract for the helicopters? Who's getting the contract for the toilet paper? Who's getting the contract for all these contracts that are going out? Because there's only a few of them. There's only like three, four companies that get the contracts. But boy, do they rake them in whenever something tragic happens to humans. <laughs> uh, guys got to think about that. Uh, what else is going on today in the world? Did you guys see BKFC? Yes. Shots out, man. The Marine. The fucking Marine. Mike Richmond. Beat Doolittle, and that was a good fight. That fight got a little bit sticky for Mike Richmond. Yeah, it got a little bit sticky because he's always, you know, he's going up in weight. You know, the motherfucker fought it like bantamweight. This motherfucker is now he's he's approaching light heavyweight. God damn! So he took some nice blows. He actually came in quickly and was putting the minks on him. He was putting the the, the mechaleka heinies on him. He was putting the flu flux on Doolittle. Bop, bop, bop. He was socking him up. But then Doolittle shook that shit off and caught him with some nice bludgeon punches. Bow, bow. Cut cut Richmond open on the cheek. Cut him open across the eye bridge. You know what I'm saying? He really put Mike Richmond in a place where Mike could say, fucking, I'm out. And then he really started unloading on Mike. And I was looking at Mike the whole time. And I really was saying, this is when Mike could say, fuck it, and just go down and say, fuck it. It didn't go my, my way. But that motherfucker dug into a spot where only Marines can go. That's why they call him the Marine. They don't call him the fucking National Guard. <laughs> you understand me? They don't call him. <laughs> his name's not Mike the National Guard. No, his name's Mike the goddamn Marine 
Richmond, and this motherfucker dug into a face. You seen him? He just got mad and start throwing haymakers, and then he start rocking Doolittle, and then Doolittle start to shake, and then he went off and finished him off. Man, what a great fucking fight! And of course, my guy Lorenzo Hunt, Juggernaut Hunt, ain't no champ. Mike Richmond, I don't give a fuck. Mike Richmond, what you did, nigga? Ain't no champ unless I say so. So of course, Juggernaut Hunt tried to jump in the ring, but Mike was ready for the bullshit. Yeah, Mike was ready for the bullshit. He met him right at the ring. Mike Richmond, Mike Richmond met Juggernaut right at the fucking ring, right at the ropes. Hey, motherfucker, you better not come in here, motherfucker. It'll be another fight. So that's what's up. But they definitely got to fight now. Yeah, they got to fight. I don't. Nobody wants to see Haney. Somebody was telling me, hey, Haney's undefeated again. Fuck Haney. He ain't fighting nobody. He just beat this fucking Mexican's ass once. Now Haney's gonna fight him and beat him again. You guys are so concerned of not losing. Floyd Mayweather is fucked up boxing. He got you bitch-ass niggas scared to lose and learn. Nobody wants an L. Nobody wants to fight. Hey, man, I'm the baddest in this fucking sport. Who says they can whoop me? It should be another nigga saying, me? Niggas just going to keep padding their records. Fuck boxing. Boxing is dead. It's about UFC and BKFC. And shouts out to... Mike Richmond with the win over Doolittle and BKFC, please make that fucking fight between Juggernaut. No more. I don't want to see Juggernaut fight anybody else, and I don't want to see Mike Richmond fight anybody else. I want that super fight. Let's go. Let's go. Now, I'm going to be torn on that day. I don't know who I'm going to go for on that day because Mike Richmond, that's my Minnesota native. So in any other room, if Mike Richmond gets in a fight, I'm, I'm rocking with Mike Richmond. I don't give a fuck. He could be fighting 10 niggas. Mike Richmond gets in a fight with 10 niggas. I'm beating niggas ass with Mike Richmond because I'm from Minnesota. And we don't, you don't, we don't go out like that. You know what I'm talking about? But with this Lorenzo Hunt thing, I'm like, damn, this is my real literal favorite fighter. This goes back to tribal. This is my tribe. You know what I'm saying? Before I was from Minnesota, I was the Negro tribe. I told you that Negroid. So this is my champion fighter. So it's I can't go with the Caucasoid fighter over my Negroid fighter. But this Caucasoid is a bad motherfucker. He pulls on my fucking spirit that says, fuck you, nigga. You finna die or you gonna kill me. That's it. That's what Mike, you gonna die tonight fucking with me. Or you best to kill me to keep me from getting your ass. You know what I'm about? So anyway, that's gonna be a wonderful night. We're gonna have a whole BKFC party. We're gonna have the friends over. We're going to have, I'm going to make sure everybody is fucking downloaded the app. Yeah, I'm talking about, we're going to try to push it to like 250 people watching that night. We're going to have a great night. Should come up soon, Mike. Let's go. Uh, what else? Oh, Clarissa Shields. Shout out to Clarissa Shields. Yes. Baby girl got more belts than, God damn, got more belts than Tarjay. Got more belts than a goddamn men's warehouse. Damn, she got belts on belts on belts on belts. Belts on belts on belts on belts. Beat that girl's ass. Put a, That was a great fight. She came in looking stunning. She had the dress. She was killing it with the sparkle dress. You know what I'm talking about? She had the red, white, and blue shoes on. You know what I'm talking about? She was representing America. Hey, by the way, Europe, if that is that how you guys feel about us? Really? Really? Europe was booing the whole time. They let that piece of shit national anthem that Europe sings go. You know how many fucked up national anthems that we left to have to let ride in America? We never get to boo. Yeah, we got to hear the Spanish national anthem. We got to hear the German national anthem. We got to hear all these national anthems that suck. And they, they're, they're biting off our national anthem. But we never boo. You never hear us boo. They were booing our national anthem at the Clarissa Shields fight. 
I was fucking mad as an American. How dare you boo us with your piece of shit fucking country? You guys don't even get no sunshine over in this piece of shit ass country. Boo our national anthem, you motherfuckers. So the next time that I think I'm going to boo. The next time I hear a national anthem for, where was that? Great Britain or London? I'm fucking booing. Fuck the queen. I'm mad, man. How you going to boo us? We put you motherfuckers on the map. If it wasn't for America, all white people would be dead. Fuck are you talking about? How dare you boo us? Americans are the baddest white people on planet Earth. You, yeah, the American whites kicked ass. France ain't never fucked nobody up, man. Britain ain't never fucked nobody up, man. Fuck out of here. Not without that red, white, and blue war machine. Not without them motherfuckers off the depression. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all ain't never won shit without us. Now you want to boo our national anthem. Shame on thy. <laughs> Shame on thee. Motherfucker, <laughs> fuck is wrong with you booing? I was mad at the motherfucker. I knew when that American national anthem came on, they was, gonna, they was booing. Boo. Okay. All right. Well, we're done now. You better not sing another national anthem. If fucking Whitney Houston ain't singing it, it's about to get booed. Okay, if Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, or Janet Jackson, or somebody, Beyonce ain't singing the fucking national anthem, we're booing. Motherfuckers booed our national anthem. How dare thy, they, thee. Uh, Deontay Wilder got his knockout. Shouts out to Deontay Wilder. Another victim. We don't think you can't knock people out, Deontay. You're a hard-hitting nigga. Can you box? That's the question. Yeah, we know you can knock a nigga out, Deontay. That's never been the quick. Deontay, do you think that Deontay Wilder lost his knockout power? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that he needs to learn how to box so he can beat the Gypsy King. I think he probably can beat Joshua. That's why he's calling Joshua out. Why would you be calling out lesser competition, Deontay? Fuck Joshua. I need to fight fucking Fury. Come on, Deontay. We know you can beat Joshua. This nigga just lost. This nigga just lost. Joshua just got his ass beaten, was crying on the fucking press table. Nigga, like, come on. We're not, we want to see, can you beat that mountain? And don't you want to know if you can? Don't you want to know if you can beat that big motherfucker over there? Just saying. Uh, Thank you guys for fucking with me today on this Monday. This is Simbali, and we got content podcasts. And don't forget to click the link in the bio if you want to get the shirts, the merchandise, or access to all the content. That Patreon page will be opening up soon, um, and that way you can get a uh, quick access. I got to figure out what's going on with the camera here because again, it keeps stopping. But um, we will be uploading visuals every time we upload a podcast, so you'll be able to you'll be able to watch and enjoy the content. And uh, like I say, stick around. Uh, we'll be back next. I might come. Actually, I might come in this week sometime. Don't be surprised if you guys just see an episode go up. I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start toying around with doing a little bit more episodes than just monday that doesn't mean i'm gonna commit i'm not gonna commit to another day but i think that a random you know episode throughout the week is good it's good for for the morale helps you guys get through the work week um simba ali this is the we got content podcast i appreciate you guys rocking with me i am out